Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Clone Wars Rewatch here on Nerd Herder. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. I'm, I'm concerned about Herd Leader. I'm channeling William Shatner. That's not... There's it, something on the wing. Here's the thing. Is that <laughs> that's When people do an impression of William Shatner, they're doing an impression of Jim Carrey doing an, a very bad impression of William Shatner. It's not... It's like... It, ugh. What's your name? My name is Megan. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Herd Mom. Megan Elizabeth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's something on the wing. It's um, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in our instance, it is a cat. Uh, yes, so we are back with the Clone Wars rewatch. Sorry we drifted off there a little bit. No, I'm not. Life happens. Thank you for being patient with us. We're back on track. And so today we are diving into War on Moncala. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna get wet and salty. Um, as we dive deep into the ocean of Star Wars and Clone Wars and talk about some of our favorite fish people uh, and why they're fighting. Why do, why do fish gotta fight? Why are you fighting, little Latin boy and drag? <laughs> so, yes, uh, we are getting to one of... I really enjoy this arc. I, I mean, we always say we love... It's one of our favorites. Everything's our favorite. <laughs> but um, there are some things that are definitely not my favorite. Well, yeah, you've you've vocalized that, but uh, and, to and me too. We've been honest about that. But I really like the Moncala stuff. Um, I love the species. I love the intrigue of underwater planets like that. And I think this takes what was very interesting in a five minute episode back in two thousand three, expands it to sixty six minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and just makes it awesome. Yeah. And and so I think it's a really cool place to take Star Wars and it's kind of inevitable. Um so yeah. oh were you going to say something? John. Yes. Why should you never spell part backwards? Cuz it's a trap. Cuz it's a trap. <laughs> um Yeah, so this is why we asked you guys what your favorite Star Wars environmental uh shot is uh because we're going underwater and it got me thinking about how in Star Wars, you really gotta hit those marks. You gotta really hit those. Uh, okay, we had a jungle planet. Now we're gonna do a ice planet. Now we're gonna do a water planet. Now we're gonna do a sand planet. Now we're gonna. We're gonna you know, do another sand planet. Right, and another, another, and another. Sand. You like sand? Um, <laughs> you know, and George Lucas even talks about like it, it, you know it's very purposeful of taking it to a new place. We we went to a, a jungle planet. Let's do something new. Uh, and, and trying to introduce something new each time that we journey with our characters. And so, obviously, we see that here. Yeah. We're now in Clone Wars. You know, we've had the jungles of um, the Trandoshan hunting planet. You know, we yeah. had um, the jungles of Felucia, and we had the dusty, uh, sulfurous uh, planet of Florum. Thank uh, you. We had the cities of Coruscant. I joke, but thanks for taking it away from me. <laughs> Uh, and now we are going underwater. We're yeah. diving deep um, with Clone Wars as we go to uh, Dak, Moncala, Moncalamari. They couldn't set it. I used to play Moncala with my mom. We ma! Would, <laughs> we would sit down. And I'm always would, calling my ma. We would move the uh, marbles in between. You've never played Moncala, have you? No. It's a game where you move marbles. <laughs> it sounds boring. I used to um, play Mahjong, too. Oh, Mom loved Mahjong. Yes, so, but yes, so, um, yeah, that's why we asked you guys that. You guys loved that question, but none of you said Moncala. Um, but that's okay, because we're going to talk about it. 
We're going to talk about it here today. We're going 20,000 leagues under the sea with Clone Wars going now. I don't think it's 20,000 leagues. It's pretty deep. It's um, so we are season four, episode one. Yeah. Water War. I've seen that movie. Which just sounds like a really epic uh, water gun fight. Like, <laughs> like something at youth camp or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's summer with brothers. Exactly. So the moral of this episode is, when destiny calls, the chosen have no choice. Ah. I love that. Obi, uh, not Obi-Wan. Optimus Prime said it first, though. Oh. Oh! Uh, fate really calls up upon us at a moment of our choosing. Uh, very similar sentiments. Um, where, when you're called, you're called. Yep. You know, you can send it to voicemail all you want. Things are still gonna happen. Uh, and that's kind of what we see here with, uh, a prince. Not quite ready to take the throne. He's got the throne anyway. Yeah. Uh, and he's gotta step up. A, boom, a little boom, cute boom, prince. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, step, step up. I'm uh. not gonna acknowledge that. Uh, Dab on him. <laughs> turn off the mic. We're not doing this anymore. Oh my goodness. Uh, but I don't yes. Do this so uh, when 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 things align, and when fate calls, uh, you don't really have much choice. Yeah. When a stranger calls, it's coming from inside the house. Then who was phone? Who was phone? <laughs> Hook anyway. hand, man, car, door hand. Exactly. Hash slinging slasher. <laughs> the hash burging. Um, how did we get on that? I don't know. I don't know. How did we get on anything uh, with this? Let's get on some Clone Wars. Really Let's hop on it. Who was phone? Jump on it. Please stop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Um, so, we start off with... A very cool underwater Senate scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I just acknowledge that they were sitting underwater? Yeah, they were sitting and like I I, I get they wanted to make it a familiar look. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is the round table, this is the court room like but at the same time I feel like it would be a little different. Yeah. Considering they're all underwater. <laughs> they just have like those you know those things on the end of buggy boards? The Velcro strip. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they, they have those, but they connect them to the, like, the I just the thought box. they had Velcro on their butts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, or do they have a bladder that they can turn on and off to, oh, this is my sitting bladder, and this is my floaty bladder. Well, it's like some kind of fish. <laughs> some kind of fish? Yes. Some kind of fish. Some kind of fish. I've seen that film. Um, but yeah, it's like some fish have a different bladder than others, where they can sit on the bottom of the ocean. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, well, they're sitting. Yeah. Did you know that snakes can fill themselves with air, pretty much? Well, they fill and their float. lungs. float. <laughs> become a, a balloon. Well, they float across water. Uh -huh. Like, that's how you tell a cottonmouth, is if they're kind of, like, gliding on the water. Hmm. Interesting. If you've never lived in the South, you've probably never come into contact with a cottonmouth. It's terrifying to see something fly at you from across the water. Don't swim in the creek, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't go into the water in the south. Just anything and everything will kill you. Yeah. Uh, we got gators. Yeah. We got cottonmouths. We got moxins. Yeah, water, water moxins. That's what you always heard growing up. Yeah. Watch out for them water moxins. Yeah. Don't step on a black snake. Exactly. Um, Which is just a way of being polite. Just don't step on... Just don't step, just on, don't on, step on things. Yeah, don't step on a king snake. Because those are, they don't bite you. Well, they do. Just, they don't poison you. I got real southern at the end there. Anyway, so, oh, found a dungeon. 
so we spend the episode in the underwater city on Moncala, where the Moncalamari and the Corin are at odds after the Moncalari Moncala King Yas Kalana Kalina Kalina Mos Kalina Yas Kalina Wiscalifa <laughs> Yas Kalina <laughs> Stop it. Uh, he's been found killed. Oh yes, okay, not not Yas. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was found with a knife, a very particular knife in his back, chest. I don't think it's very specific. It's in his back. It's in yeah, his we back. actually see him floating. Yeah, it's a lot of death for a kid's show. Can you imagine having to draw that jock line? She's like, <laughs> I'm, Chief, I'm trying. He just won't stay still. Just get some yarn. <laughs> It's just like, where's the chalk line? Over there. Where's the body? Over there. <laughs> Fun fact. They only do that when they have to move the body. Yes, they, that yeah. is true. They don't just leave the body there. There's no point doing that. And it's more often that they do it with tape, not chalk. Mm-hmm. Well, they used to do it with chalk. I'm not a murderer. I just read a lot of books. <laughs> um, so, they want Yas's son, uh, Prince Lichar, as their new king, but the Quarren... Want one of their own to rule. Yeah. Yeah. The squid faces, they yes. want to rule. Yes. Um, so you got, a, you got all the Akbars and you got the squid faces. Yeah, they are encouraged in their efforts by separatist advisor, who sounds like an action movie star, Riff Tamsin. Riff Tamsin. Riff um, Tamsin. So, uh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of something his voice actor was in so that you can understand who this is and why this is funny. Okay. Um... Let me... What's his name? You keep going. I'll, I'll look up his name real quick. Okay. Uh, Corin leader. No sorry. 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 An old friend of the king is quick to say that the young prince is just too young. Too young to lead. He's four years old. Uh, even with Padme there to help, the Corin seem to have made up their minds. Padme, very fashion forward in a uh, slimming jumpsuit. Wetsuit. Yes, yeah, still manages to look very regal yeah. <laughs> while being 20,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah, like she's got her eye makeup on, looking cute. Um, it's just funny during this whole episode to see her and Anakin and Ahsoka just like treading water. Yeah, everybody's just kind of floaty. Yeah. Um, but okay, so Gary Anthony Williams. Nobody knows his name, I know but that when you guy. see him, he, he's usually in a lot of great comedy stuff like Harold and Kumar and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, definitely not who he sounds like as Riff Tamsin. No. <laughs> uh, not at all, but it, it was great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, prior to this episode, the planet Moncala referred to the people and the planet, um, though the planet was also called Dak. In a lot of resources. In fact, when uh, we talked about it in the 2003 series, it was referred to as DAC, D-A-C, there. Ah, DAC. Um, essentially, the decision to distinguish between the uh, planet Moncala from the people Moncalamari was because George Lucas said so. <laughs> Pretty much, that's the way he referred to it. He said that Moncala is the planet, Moncalamari are the people. Yeah. It's like going to your brother and be like, Dad said. Dad said so, so it's true. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, that's, so that's where that change kind of come from. You, most people wouldn't actually notice that that much. Um, but yeah, but the Mon Calamari and the Quarren have been around since pre-production on Return of the Jedi. Obviously, Akbar uh, shows up there, and we do have a couple of squid faces that are thugs and enforcers yeah. on, um, Jabba's sail barge and whatnot. 
Yeah. Um, but really, this idea of the two being in conflict in a shared planet came from the 2003 series, where we saw a five-minute episode where Kit Fisto comes and saves the day. Um, yeah, in and, a very cool way. Yeah, and so it's kind of just been repeated from there, where it's like, oh, they share a planet, but they don't like each other. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting way to take it. And I've always thought, you know, we talked about that when we talked about that episode, how interesting that the dynamic must be. And this is the evolution of that, where we see, okay, how do they feel about Mancala Mari being the leaders when it's obviously a shared planet? You know, it, it's one side is always going to feel left out, but apparently the corn had been left out quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of interesting layers there um, mm -hmm. to discover, and so it's really cool to see that uh, kind of take place here. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, even Nasari offers his condolences to Lee Char in a very cute, well not cute, a very touching moment while still, you know, dunking on him uh, in a public forum. Uh, their decision is made and that means civil war for Mon Calamari and the Quarren. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, my condolences, we're going to war though. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, yeah. Yeah, the Mon Calamari and Republic forces begin preparing for attack, and we get some really cool scuba troopers. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit of an upgrade from what we've seen before. I really, I really like it. I wish we'd kind of lingered on it a little more. Yeah, um, for like a few days after the episode, I was just saying to myself, scuba troopers. Scuba trooper. It's like Koopa Trooper. You just can't not say it in a fun voice. Exactly. Scuba trooper. Um, in the meantime... Mon Calamari Senator Mina Tills appoints Admiral Akbar as Lee Char's personal protector as the prince leads his people, and he is a Captain Akbar in this moment. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I should have. Yeah, uh, it's so hard <laughs> not add Captain Akbar. Doesn't just, it just doesn't sounds sound, weird. I feel like he was just born. It's like, oh, yeah, that baby looks like an admiral. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got the name for it certainly. Yeah, so. it's like. Picard came out to womb a captain. Yeah, oh yeah, and bald. Like, he just never had hair. True. Um, yeah, so Mina Tills actually has shown up before. Uh, she is also in Revenge of the Sith, um, so she makes it out of okay of this one. We kind of know how that ends. There's confusion about her character wow. uh, because fans assumed because the, uh, the character was played by a man in Revenge of the Sith that it must be a male character as well. That is not true. It was always intended to be a female because it's actually based off of a Lucasfilm employee who is also female. So here, ah. they very clearly uh, accentuate her as female. Um, they they definitely emphasize that here, which is a nice little clear-up. And it's, it's, you know, as Dave Filoni said, like, don't just assume because yeah. the actor was the opposite gender or a different gender that the character has to be dictated by that. Guys, Greedo was played by a woman. Yeah. As were most of the aliens in the cantina scene. Yeah, guys. So, the, the character is not yeah. the actor. Writers of Rohan in uh, Re Return of the King, most of those were played by women mm -hmm. with beards. I am no man! <laughs> um, also, uh, Anthony Daniels was just announced for celebration. Whoop-de-doo. Wow. Uh, also, also... Uh, that was me. <laughs> Lee Char's name is a play on Charlie Tuna. Sorry, the Charlie. Starkist Tuna uh, Company mascot. I love it. Yeah, there you go. I love their pouches, not their cans. I don't like the cans. I just like tuna sushi. That's it. You really don't like tuna. Uh, not not in any form other than sushi. <laughs> the first, like, I had to make you eat ahi tuna for you to eat. That's that the most tuna. I'll do. Seared ahi tuna, not like yeah. cookie cooked. 
kooky 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 I just I just love fish in general <laughs> um Fun fact. Good thing we're talking about that this episode. <laughs> my mom used to make crackers with just straight up tuna and mayonnaise. She would put it on it's the cracker. It's pretty common. Uh, and she known. would put a pickle on top of it. Yeah. That, like a little elastic. Little. Yeah, little tiny ones. Yeah. And that's why I love pickles and tuna as an adult. Because <laughs> that there, was my after school snack. There you go. Um, but anyway, and also, you know, don't use Hellman's mayonnaise. Use Miracle Whip because it's much better. And Everybody it's not has mayonnaise. such strong w- opinions on they're mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise. That's why I like Miracle Whip. Um, it's all just... It's not mayonnaise. Fat and... Just yeah. nastiness. <laughs> that was my... Yeah, that was me in college. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't think of a nickname. Not true. No. I never went to college. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Corrin, who probably didn't go to college either, so don't feel so bad. Um, also preparing... What What is a... Where would a Corrin go to college? School of Squid? I don't know. I don't know what their education system looks like on Dak. <laughs> uh, Dak Shepard is... <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the he's the dean there. Yeah, you know when you, your brain makes a joke, but it only has the punchline, <laughs> and you don't have the rest of the joke? That's what that was. Um, so, the Corrin are preparing... And they have the help of separatist aquadroids. Yeah, they're which making also a comeback. Cool. Yeah, they designed those for uh, Camino, so it's nice to see those come back. Yeah, and DQ promises Riff that if he secures the planet for the separatist cause, that he will be the ruler of the planet. Uh, so the battle begins, and initially it is pretty one-sided, as the Mon Calamari do their best. Leechar is on the front lines, determined to prove himself to his people, but as is the way of the ocean, soon the tides turn. As Master Kit Fisto and Ahsoka Tano arrive with the help of Scuba Trooper. Yeah, Scuba Trooper. Um, by the way, Riff is one of the coolest designed fish people. Yes, we're gonna talk about him, don't worry. I can't wait. Um, uh, but other than that, the gunship that deploys Fisto and the others, the nose art, uh, has Fisto's face on a warhead and says, Service with a smile in Arabesh. I have I- the Close Bros <laughs> t-shirt. Yeah. And we need, I need to, this one. yes, the, I, we just need a, a series uh, yeah. on nose art uh, t-shirts because it's just fantastic. Yeah. I've like I've thought about getting this as a tattoo for mom. Oh, <laughs> um, she loved. Oh yeah, this smile. was the one that smiles. That, yeah. That's what that was. Uh, that. Um, yeah, that just needs to be a series if it's not, um, especially the pinup Padme because yeah. yeah, you need that one. I need. That one. <laughs> I need um, I'd, I'd love to get a, uh, a pinup Twi'lek, even though I have opinions about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The irony. <laughs> the irony. I just love the designs of that old pinup art. Uh, it is a really nice touch. It yeah. was a really nice touch to bring the kind of World War yeah. II feel to it, more so than it already was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, during the battle, Anakin loses his helmet in a tussle with some Corrin soldiers, but Ahsoka arrives literally just in time to save him from a watery death. That whole scene was intense. Yeah. As someone who has a fear of drowning in deep water. I think I think intense. that's just basic. I think yeah. we all kind of just fear, fear yeah. dr- drowning. Another fun fact about my mom. She doesn't go in the ocean. Probably like, a smart at all. decision. I mean... But, like, she saw... Uh, Jaws mm-hmm. in theaters, mm-hmm. 
And ever since then, she has refused to go in the ocean. Like, she'll get her feet wet, but when she goes to the beach, she just hangs out and reads. I hate the beach in general, so I, don't, I mean, I don't have many opinions. Why do you hate the beach, John? Because uh, I grew up near one that was ridiculous um, because of tourists and just trash and just I thought ridiculousness. I thought it was be a sand joke, but you made it real. Well, I mean, partially. I hate sand. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't, of course, I'm, it's rough, I, but it gets everywhere. Yeah, it's like bury me in sand. Like, what, 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 what fresh hell is this? Yeah, it's just it's, like, uh, oh yes, get, but, t- let me know what it would feel like to be buried under sand. <laughs> just leave me here for a few minutes. Let's just, ugh. I guess I grew up kind of privileged. Well, for many reasons, but like we used to go to Panama, um, in the off seasons, like right before spring break, and not quite. Uh, it's like right when it started to warm up, mm-hmm. and so we would just hang out on the beach. Mm. That was great. Yeah, no, I grew up near one. It was it was never pleasant. If so. I could have the beach without the sand, that would be lovely. Um, so meanwhile, Ref Tamson, a uh, professional wrestler, is ripping through soldiers, literally trying to get to the prince. <laughs> yeah, it is so cool. They re- they really lean into his sharkiness. Yeah, so, um, yeah. He's your, your so thoughts. freaking cool. He's probably one of the best designed alien creatures. At least underwater, for me. Um, I just love how heavily, like you said, they lean into the shark thing. Because he behaves like a shark. Yeah. He moves forward. Well, and I think that, you know, with us just recently on the main show talking about Jackson and, and, and yeah. mentioning the um, Tiger Jedi, Tony Tony the Tiger Jedi, <laughs> um, I think this is the way to do uh, animal-inspired aliens. Yeah. Because he's very believable. Um, as a sentient alien, but also while feeling like, oh, you know, he feels like an animal. You know, he kind of has that borderline. And they constantly use um, roars, very similar to, like, the sound Jaws made. And um, they constantly kind of make you question, is he sentient? Mm -hmm. Is he an animal? What, you know, he kind of blurs those lines a little bit, which I thought was really interesting. Fun fact. Okay. Yet again. Uh... You know the film company who used the lion mm-hmm. in, in the roars? That's actually a tiger roar. So are all the tiger, uh, or all the lion roars in Lion King. Because mm-hmm. tiger roars are just a lot more powerful. Well, and also that most yeah. lions don't perform well. It's true. <laughs> um, lions kind of sound whiny. Mm-hmm. They just sound like... They're cute as cubs, though. Yeah, they're adorable as cubs. So Rift Tamsin is... A Carcharodon. Carcharodon. I was hoping, I always hoped... Sounds like a Digimon. Right. It does. (laughs) I was always hoping that it would be a little bit more Jawsy inspired or something like that. Not like two on the nose, but... Or like a, you know, Megalocrocodon or something. Could have worked Mega in there somewhere. Fun fact. But he's a Carcharodon. No more fun facts. We have a friend who calls me Megalodon. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he calls you anything with Meg in it. Yeah, because he found out that I hate being called Meg. <laughs> um, so the designers went the extra mile to really embrace his shark inspirations, and we see this throughout. What's scary is that carcodons aren't only stuck underwater. Um, they oh in, they created them specifically uh, to give the feel that they could walk on land, and in fact, later on in the series, we actually see that. Oh so you could say they're... Kind of like a, you know, I don't know, a street sharks. Street sharks! <laughs> oh. Which for a period in my life was better than TMNT. I'm not going to lie. Oh, sacrilege. Get I don't out care. Of my house. I don't care. 
I just I love to treat sharks. <laughs> so yeah, we see that later on. We see that. Because, I mean, obviously, if the yeah. Quarren and the Moncala can all leave their planet, why couldn't he? So, um, I, Well, I, fun fact, yeah. he doesn't leave his planet, but uh, no. yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> no, he does not. I feel like it was kind of inspired by, there's a Genji Ito comic called Gyo, mm-hmm. where a shark... Is that the floaty shark? Yeah, that's the I one that I I don't feel like you. it was inspired by that. <laughs> I think you just wanted to mention the weirdness that that is. Uh, I love Gyo, thank you. And uh, my favorite Genji Ito... Uh, comic is the red sweater. By the way, you, if you trying ever. to shoehorn your your horror manga into this episode, we're going to talk about Junji Ito on a, a possible you know future horror podcast that mm, probably is happening. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get no, ready. You, you're so good at teases. <laughs> hey, something or something may or may not be happening in May. <laughs> <laughs> she scurried away, guys. I, I I don't know what to do anymore. Don't tell my secret. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll have to finish this episode all by myself. Get out of my way. Anyway, we get a chase scene as Ahsoka and Leechar try to escape Riff Tamsin, professional bodybuilder. Uh, <laughs> the chase takes us through the tube tunnels connecting the city. Uh, eventually, everyone is able to escape, and Riff Tamsin, professional exterminator, uh, calls off the rest of the attack for now. For now. For now. Leechar and Akbar seem to think it won't. It. It. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> they think they won. Okay. Th- did I win? Um, <laughs> but the Separatists were just preparing for the next attack. This time, Riff Tamsin, monster truck driver, has brought some biomechanical weapons called tuna farts. Um. No, they're called Hydroid Medusas. Sound way cooler than they, they are. They sound so they're cool. So, they're let down. They are just jellyfish. They're just And they jellyfish. literally just float. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were at the aquarium, and we were like, oh, look, it's Medusas. Yeah. Yeah. Look at those Medusas. Look at those Medusas. Ma! Ma! Look Get Lucy in the house. There's Medusas outside. There's some Hydroid Medusas. Oh, my goodness. What has this become? <laughs> it's become... I'm tired. Um... Anyway, Robo Jelly, uh, who seem impervious to blaster fire, and shockity troopers not smart enough to swim away, which is yeah, quite it, a few. It's literally like if you just stand there long enough, it's just like it's like that scene I've in Austin Powers Nemo. where the dude just stands there screaming while he uh, Austin comes at him with a steamroller. Yes, it's at like two miles an hour. Uh, it's like literally that same thing where it's just like I'm just gonna stay here and keep shooting. Bob, don't be a hero. Get out the way. I'm just going to stay and shoot. And then... It's got to do something. I, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. Really cool name. Not great on the uh, application. Yeah. And the robo-jellies make for some beautiful visuals uh, in the scene, but make Mon Calamari's defense difficult, and the prince orders everyone to retreat to the caves. Yeah, it's really nice. They, they you know, they shine a bright yellow, and it's, re- it's a really cool effect. They're very pretty. Um... As they're fighting on the seafloor and everything, it's it's yeah. it's it's visually very nice. Yeah. Uh, it's just a very it's just a very easy out of yeah. oh here's our super weapon it's jellyfish. <laughs> well, it's like when we went to I call the, this one squishy the aquarium, um, the giant G building, um, the jellyfish room. It was very pretty. Oh yeah, yeah people yeah. were standing in front of the tank so we didn't get to see them. <laughs> But they have, I don't know if it, it's this aquarium or another one, 
I think it might be might have been the Pigeon Forge Aquarium. But they used to have this giant tank that took up the entire wall. Mm-hmm. And it was just jellyfish. And mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Yeah, well, it's definitely not this one. No, it's not this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's visually very nice. But, yeah. you know, even jellyfish in general just aren't very aggressive. Like, they're... they're, they're their abilities, right? Their abilities are defensive, and so with hydroid medusas, literally all they did was amplify their defensive capabilities, and just mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's just like just they're gonna float, float at you. Here. Yeah, they're gonna float at you. But like, if you are ever caught by a wall of jellyfish, that is freaking terrifying. Well, yeah, but again, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're just gonna float at you. Yeah. Well, you could die. I mean, you could literally... get peed on. They, they get you... Well, I was going to say, they get you in the worst... You know, the worst thing that happens is you get peed on. Yeah. All better. <laughs> no. I mean, these guys are literally wearing armor. You still armor. have to go to the hospital. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Uh, Akbar confronts Sleechar and... You want to try that again? Comforts. <laughs> I comfortingly <laughs> confront you. Hey, <laughs> hey, you're doing a great job, but you suck. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I love you! Oh my gosh. Um, I'm sorry for any headphone users. Uh, Akbar confront <laughs> comforts Leechar. <laughs> you just really want these guys to fight. <laughs> and they have a loving fist fight. Um, <laughs> that he has learned the important lesson of living to fight another day. Uh, meanwhile, Nasarai begins to question his allegiance with separatists after... Riff, uh, professional. You're gonna run out of names. Uh, You're gonna run out propane of names. Propane and propane accessory salesman. Propane? What? <laughs> uh, Dang it, Bobby! <laughs> yeah, Riff threatens him for not having his troops ready to back up the attack. Although they seem to have it under control. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there you go. There's episode one Robo Jellies. Robot. Uh, that's what we need in the next world war. We just need to throw jellyfish at people, apparently. We just don't have another world war. But if we do... The first two, like... We better be the ones with the jellyfish. Crippled us. <laughs> Can yeah. we just not have another world war, please? Can someone help with that? Hey, if, if they don't touch the jellyfish, we won't touch the jellyfish. That's all I'm saying. There will be <sighs> peace if you don't touch my jelly. Is it apple flavored? It is strawberry flavored. The only acceptable flavor. I agree on a <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. On most things. Hoe cakes? Oh. Mm. <laughs> Made real good with some strawberry jam. I feel like we've that's my jam. our northern listeners with that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's our episode about yeah. Robo Jellies and Clone Wars. <laughs> uh, but that's the first part. We'll be back after some ads uh, to finish this episode up. I feel like grape jelly would be good with almond butter. BRB. And welcome back. So, <laughs> moving on. Moving up. To season two episode... Oh, season four, episode two. Sorry. Season four. I can't read. Season four, episode two, Gungan Attack. And the moral of that is only through fire is a strong sword forged, um, which is good advice whenever you're feeling down on yourself for the circumstances of life. Um, French fries have to go through hot oil before they can be delicious. (laughs) Yes, and diamonds, pressure... You know, all that good stuff. Diamonds off. Um, for you to be who you are, you got to go through some stuff. And for Lee Char to be the king that his people need, he's got to go through some stuff too. And that's basically more of what we see in this episode. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So Dooku is not too pleased to hear that the prince is still alive and orders Riff Tamsin Plumber. 
<laughs> like, yeah, that's a manly job. Sure. I guess. No, I there's guess. female plumbers. Yeah, there are. Yeah, you could... It, it's 2019. Plumbers are gender neutral. <laughs> Princess Peach could be a plumber if she wanted. Um, he orders them to take care of it. Uh, in the meantime, Dooku also orders the prisoners to be taken into labor camps. When Nosarai inquires if that means not just the men, but the women and children, too. He sees firsthand the cruelty of the separatists as Dooku reinforces everyone must be taken. Everyone is special. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a prisoner. <laughs> everyone's um, a prisoner. And that just reinforces the trope in Star Wars of why people, you know, I love that Star Wars continually comes back to why people are the way they are, both good and bad, and uh, or questionably, uh, you know, whatever. But um, the Quarren can be easily made out to be the bad guys in this matter, but they made these decisions for a reason. They felt like they were underrepresented. Uh, they felt like they weren't as important as the Mon Calamari. Uh, and I think, you know, there's a lot of things that could have taken place prior to this that would have prevented all of this. Mm -hmm. But because tradition and all these other things, um, now we've got war. But uh, this is a great scene, and we see a few more, obviously, leading up to the end where we start to realize, okay, the Quarren aren't heartless and bad. They just they wanted something that the Separatists promised um, that they couldn't get elsewhere. Yeah. You want to know something weird? Sure. This series, talking about this episode's... This episode's... Th this. These episodes. I really want some seafood for dinner. <laughs> I'm, it's hard not to. I'm hungry for some Mon Calamari. <laughs> Clearly. Um, yeah. So, as the Jedi call back to Coruscant for help and reinforcements, uh, their, their transition is jammed. It's great flavored. <laughs> uh, with not a lot of options, Anakin suggests getting to the surface and retreating to safety in their cruiser until they have a better plan, which is not a bad plan. Pardon me. I just swallowed a fly. I don't know why I swallowed a fly. I guess I'll die. Um, back on Coruscant, the Jedi aren't sure how to help, since it's underwater and it's way too far away. That's not it. Uh, it'd take too long to prepare another band of aqua-ready clones. They gotta implant the gills, <laughs> they gotta give them flippers. Well, I mean, you gotta figure, they don't probably typically deal with this environment. They gotta give them six so, toes. So, I mean, you know, I don't think they just ha I think they kind of sent what they had and yeah. to get everybody else ready, I mean... Uh, instead of, instead, instead of? Instead of, Yoda, Yoda. suggests a. <laughs> Misa. Uh, help from people who are already outfitted for water war. And so, they contact the Gungans. I mean, it's kind of smart. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool also, you get all these merging of, um, species and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Merge. And so, since you asked while we were watching, for clarification, the Gungan leader in this episode is Boss Lioni. Yes. Boss Nass did not just, you know gain or lose some weight right yeah no um because he's a yeah boy. so but he's the leader now after uh boss nas stepped down so there you go yes he stepped down into the water and floated to safety he was already in the water Shh. you know how it happens um the jedi i i think that they just made boss nas step down because they didn't have anybody that could do the voice well i mean I mean, who could... Yeah, partially that, and also just because, I mean, I don't know, he made he made Jar Jar a general, so... Yeah, who could <laughs> Brian, er... Yeah, it's his name. Brian Bless? Yes. Yeah. Who could be him? No one. That's who. Him. Him. <laughs> um, Only you can be you. Fun fact. The Tarzan 
Yeah, we already talked about that. I, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> the Tarzan yell in Tarzan was actually Brian Blessed. Who also played... Um, Clayton. Clayton. So that's the... <laughs> yeah, the killer guy. Yeah. I freaking love that movie. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Not this one. It's in like that lovely sweet spot of Disney animation. Um, All Disney animation, you mean? No, I mean like that's when they were making uh, Atlantis mm-hmm. and other great movies. Anyway... Um, the Jedi and the Mon Calamari begin making their way to the surface thanks to the help of some so- stolen speeders. Stolen, stolen speeders. But Riff, uh, dirty jobs, predicted this and blows up their cruiser. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, they use the wreckage to return to the seafloor and decide to split up their re- until their reinforcements can come. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of as you'd expect, because that was way too easy if they'd escaped there. It's far too easy. Um, Master Fisto... With a great smile, uh, Ahsoka, Leechar, and the clones will hide on the seafloor while Anakin and Akbar protect the Senators. While protecting the Senators, Anakin also takes out the planetary scanner so that the enemies are left blind when the Republic shows up. Good thinking. Very good thinking. Uh, but now's a good time to talk about those buildings of theirs. Um, the city buildings uh, being based on the Moncala ships later used in the Rebellion. Uh, and it was kind of just this idea of mimicking architecture, but it actually came further into canon when uh, it's confirmed in the Star Wars main comic series that the buildings are the ships. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, there you go. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I need to read the Star Wars comic. We're getting... Yeah, well, I mean, you're getting there. I'm getting there. I, I've... You read Vader, you're on Afro, so... Yeah. You're getting there. Uh, when Leechar and the other prisoner, others see the prisoners that have been taken, the prince, or the price, <laughs> the prince you didn't have to acknowledge can't the restrain from calling out to them to give them hope. Aww. Good prince. Um, it's good timing since the Gungans show up. Uh, do X Jar Jar. Do X Jar Jar, yes. <laughs> Uh, a huge battle erupts as the Gungan and the remaining Republic and Mon Calamari soldiers uh, begin fighting back. And the lead doesn't last long as Riff, a uh, drag queen. I don't know. <laughs> You're just naming professions now. Yes. <laughs> Deploys his reinforcements of several twi- twident? Twident? Several twident aqua ships. <laughs> the same ones we see that attack um, Topeka City and uh, the... Um... Camino episodes. It's hot in Topeka. That's a deep reference. Um, Ahsoka. Uh, wait. The Tridents turn the tide of battle once again for the Separatists. There's a lot of back and forth in these episodes. Yeah, pretty much. Ahsoka and Leechar are able to escape, but Fisto, Anakin, and Padme, the, sen- the, the senator, and pretty much everyone else are captured leaving Leechar even more hopeless than in the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this this episode is pretty much just about, like, oh, you thought we'd turn it around, but nope, it's a back-and-forth game, and then all of a sudden, boom, uh, yeah. Separatists have everybody in in shackles. So there you go. Um, it's better than being in shuckles. Sure. The Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. The little the little lava turtle there. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite Pokemon, yeah, it's it's an like I said it's more of a morally interesting episode than anything you know addressing the idea that the corn aren't as bad as we probably believed they're just in a tough spot and you know um, so forth uh, just reinforcing Rip Tamsin's just a bad dude as well 
So, but um, altogether, good episodes. Yeah. Uh, but it's coming to a climax as we go to season four, episode three, Prisoners. We pretty much stayed in season four this entire arc. Yeah, uh, season <laughs> one, two, and three are pretty much the main ones where you have that jumping around. You don't really typically yeah. have that after. So season four, five, six, we're not really going to come come back to that. Um, I wonder what will happen in season seven. Uh, at least the Battle of Mandalore, so. Hopefully. That's, I mean, that's pretty much all we've got guaranteed. We'll find out at Celebration, and we'll I, talk about it here. Yeah, I feel like I'm on the outside of many conversations when talking about the Clone Wars, because I have no idea what the back half of this series is going to be. You're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not... I mean, you're over halfway. Umbara. Yeah. Whatever well, that means. Well, you're getting means. there. Yeah, we're literally watching it after dinner. Exactly. Um, so yeah, season four, episode three... Prisoners. <laughs> That's not how it's pronounced, Pinky. So the moral of this episode is crowns are inherited, but kingdoms are earned. Ah. Which is, you know, fancy, but at the same time, you know, titles are inherited, but respect is earned. Kind of, You know, you can apply it to where, like, you can have power over people, but ultimately their respect uh, comes from how you treat them. You know, you earn that. This cat's sharp. Yes, she is. She's also annoyingly distracting. Yeah. Um, so Riff Tamsin, uh... Marine biologist. Marine biologist. Uh, Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The uh, whole Sharknado. The, the entire Sharknado. Um, Riff is still on the hunt for the prince. Um, and now that he has prisoners, his plans to he has plans to torture our heroes in hopes to lead them to Lee Char. For Pete's sake... It's the same torture method. Just shock them. Yeah. That's... Well, get... they can't waterboard them. <laughs> get creative, guys. Right. Um, Padme and Jar Jar are locked in restraints, while Kit Fisto and Anakin are kept in place by giant electric eels. What, living prison. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Can you get some sharks with some freaking lasers, please? <laughs> I, I mean, I would have I well, died laughing if that had showed up. Riff Tamsin, laser shark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she liked that one. Yeah, she did. Pink, pinky, pink, pinky, pinky. This is a human-only podcast. No, it's not. Get out of here. Um. So yeah, the scene has no sorry. No sorry. No sorry. No sorry. <laughs> further as Riff Tamsin, <laughs> a grandfather clock. Oh my goodness. Um. Tortures Anakin and Kit. Tortures them repeatedly. Yeah, so um, what's funny, at just for something you needed to know, he's actually using the le legislative chamber as the dungeon in this scene, uh, which is just kind of a fun irony, since I feel like most people feel tortured in legislative chambers. You sounded like a certain politician. <laughs> certain legislative chambers. <laughs> exactly. In China. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Lee Char is with Ahsoka in the caves. Um. Just in the caves. Just in the caves. <laughs> uh, they were finding diamonds. I found a sand dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That's a penny. <laughs> yeah, right. I found some water. Um, they're trying to figure out how he can unite the Corrin and the Mon Calamari. I'm not gonna lie, I read that as untie. 
untie. <laughs> yes. They're already untied. He needs to tie them back together. Hey. Uh, dyslexics of the world untie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Two dyslexic men walk into that's a funny. bra. <laughs> uh, dyslexia jokes. It's okay. My dad's dyslexic. <laughs> uh, it's going to be difficult to get through the Quarren as Riff Tamsin. Uh, florist. Uh, tightens his grip. Now, brining in his own. Brining? <laughs> brining? He's brining now? <laughs> He's underwater. Oh, barnacles. Read your own dad gum notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not brining. That's brinning. <laughs> Come on. Don't I'm you sorry. Don't you know how to read? Riff Tamsin. <laughs> uh, the circular saw. Um, is tight in his grip, and now is burning in his own cacra... cacra Shark soldiers. Cacradon. <laughs> Cacradon. Goku soldiers, <laughs> as he begins to take over. No siree. No <laughs> Felucia! <laughs> Florum! <laughs> begins to realize that he and his people were used. Used like a... A washcloth. Okay. I don't know. I was trying to think of things you'll use. Like a tissue? <laughs> like a tissue. Oh my goodness. Used like a back scratcher. Um, Ahsoka and Leechar infiltrate the prison camp. It's not very hard. Yeah, they just kind of walk in. They just or, well, walking. they swim in. They swim. Um, they infiltrate the prison camp very sneakily in order to speak with Akbar and try to get to his people ready. Uh, Akbar is understandably hesitant to trust the Quran, but the prince believes Riff Tamsin, uh, murderer, yeah. killed his father in order to start this whole conflict in Nosari. Nosari. Will Nosari. be sensitive to his people's cause. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. The Aqua Droids interrupt their meeting and take the prince to Riff Tamsin. Uh,. Bounty Hunter for the stars. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry, that one was bad. I know. This, is, this, is, this joke has gone on long enough. No, it has It's getting worse all the time. It's the rule of 13s. Um, Leechar tells his people that when a Quarren attacks the Separatists, that will be their signal. Yeah, so now seems like a good time. Um, to compare previous appearances of the Moncala species to this one. Yeah. Um, in the past, uh, as we addressed with their uh, appearance in the 2003 series, they were much more archaic. They had spears and, and rode eels and, like, steeds into battle. You know, I mean, they had physical shields and uh, very simple, very medieval kind of. Um, but here, clearly, they're much more technological, which makes sense since they have the capabilities of flight uh, and, and space travel and all this other stuff. Um you know, when you have this technology, obviously you wouldn't be throwing sticks at your enemies. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but sadly, with all this technology, there is no crab cannon. No crab cannon! Boo. Um, crab cannon. Crab cannon. It's the only South Park thing I know. <laughs> because you sing it to me sometimes. I love it. Crab people. So, um, we, we didn't talk about a really cool scene where Riff Tamsin, uh, Aquabat, um, 
in order to kind of make Anakin tell him something, mm -hmm. uh, he bites Padme's helmet mm -hmm. and makes it start filling with water. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And then Jar Jar spits on it. Yeah. And it's all okay. It's all okay. Just, when life's falling apart, just have Jar Jar spit on it and you'll be okay. Rub some bacon on it. Rub some bacon on it. Spray some Windex. You'll be fine. Put some lotion on it. Exactly. It's probably gonna be alright. Um, so, back to this roof, champs, uh, drag, I've already done that. Yeah, drag I told racer. you you'd run out. Oh my uh, goodness. Meets with Leechar from his newly acquired throned, throned, with a sulking Noserai by his side. I said Good it job. right that Good job. time. Uh, as the prince speaks of uniting all people from Mancala, I did it again, I read it as untie. <laughs> Tamsin laughs, Riff Tamsin, comedian, at the possibility of a Quarren being that brave. Riff Tamsin, said it and forget it, orders a public execution in order to snuff out any remaining hope of the people may have in their king. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very Palpatine-like thing of like, oh, yeah, the guy I'm talking about's right here, but I'm just gonna be honest, I don't think he's got it in him. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, it... it it's one of those prideful things where it's just like, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty secure. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. You know. Well, you'll be surprised. Yeah. With everyone gathered, it seems Riff Tamsin, uh, the real thing, has won until the last minute as Nosarai and his aides save Leechar and free the prisoners. And they actually use ink. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, that only works underwater, though. That could happen, yes. Like, <laughs> I mean, having a cold's gotta suck, though. Oh, Ugh. All the time. Like, right now, I feel like I would be, like, dripping ink. Exactly. Ugh. Um, with Mon Calamari, Jedi, clones, Gungans, and now Corrin united against the Separatists, the battle is much different. I apologize for burping. <laughs> well, you didn't have to acknowledge it. Um... Secret burps are the best burps. In the battle, though, uh, Akbar uses a small wand-like weapon, um, and this was actually based on the only accessory that he came with uh, in the classic Kenner figure line back in the day, um, which was intended to be a presentation pointer, uh, but the episode director said that when he was a kid, it was way cooler that it was a blaster, so they made that cannon. That's cute! Right? That's, that's nice. That's the lovely thing of being able to work on Star Wars. You get to add stuff like that in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so it's a nice little, and, and that's what lets you know this stuff is made by nerds, because no mm. one else would have ever, ever guessed that kind of thing. It's like the, uh, exclusive Funko Pop. That's the Snaggletooth. Mm -hmm. You can either get a red or a blue. Yeah. But the blue one's more elusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Okay. Let me think for a second, because it's, it's the first one at the gate. <laughs> Riff Tamsin, the fresh maker. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I'm I can't just, wait for this to be done. I can. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad he dies here. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> he uses some cool knives, though. Yeah. And some very flippy techniques uh, to stab several soldiers. He's really good at stabbing people, apparently, and activates bombs in the knives to bring them to quite the gory end. Yeah. Gee, this was the point where I was, like, looking at you and saying, this is a lot of death for a children's <laughs> You keep coming back to that. Program. You're going to keep coming back to that in everything we cover from now on. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Ugh. Umbara. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, eventually, Tamsin and Char face off, and the prince is able to land one of the knives in Tamsin's shoulders. Oh, wait. Uh, Riff Tamsin, professional uh, glambot. There you go. Uh, as the Kakaradon. 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 There you go. Good uh, job. Kakarat. Uh, rush to the prince. Uh, Char fires on the weapon in a scene straight out of Jaws and blows Riff Tamsin confetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a good one. That's a good one. Confetti, it's a parade. You know they had to get a Jaws thing in there somewhere. Of course. Um, but they did it very well. I liked the show off, yeah. or, or the showdown yeah. uh, between them. Uh, for confirmation, we even see chunks of Tamsin's head float away. <laughs> Just like in Jaws. I. It's one of those things, like, you can get away with so much. What? There's an alien. Exactly. Well, I mean, look at, um, oh my gosh, from Dust Till Dawn. Like, literally, the reason the blood of the vampires is green in that... So they could get away with it. Is that they could get get away with the rating. The reason that Kill Bill switches to black and white halfway through... Is so, is they, so they, they can get, get away, away with, with it. The I mean, as long as you can't visibly see... Like, you don't know that that's blood. You don't know what that is. It's not red. Like, Maybe. there's so many technicalities <laughs> in, in the rating stuff. Kill Bill is such a good movie. It is a good movie. Such a good movie. Um, after the battle is won and done, uh, Lee Char is crowned as the 83rd king on Moncala that month. They don't live very long. They're like goldfish. Uh, well, uh, it's actually a reference because Return of the Jedi came out in 1983, so he's the 83rd king, which um, is when um, the species was introduced technically. And so. Return of the King came out in 2003. Sure. So there's another one. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Moncala and Nosurai pledges his people to the king. Yes. They didn't vote for that. <laughs> yeah, he just, he's, I mean, you kind of have to at this point, dude. Yeah. Like, you don't have much vote anymore, so you've, it, you're either with the king or, you know. I think squid should vote. Uh, well, clearly the Moncala think differently. Um, Apparently. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happens to the Moncala people after this jump? <laughs> um, it's in blue, so I didn't think I would read it. Well, there you go. You read it anyway. Uh, but yeah, so um, if you want to know what comes up, and including Lee Char, Lee Char actually comes up very prominently uh, involving the Empire later on on Moncala as the um, Moncala wrestle with the idea of joining the Rebellion. And so, in order to learn more about that, it gets really good. If you want to find out what a Second Order 66 would look like, and if you want to uh, just have your heart broken over another Clone Wars character, then check out uh, on Amazon. There's links in the description of this episode for it. Uh, Darth Vader, Burning Seas, and Star Wars, Mutiny at Mon Cala. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> These um, two, so one takes place during the Darth Vader line, one takes place during the Star Wars line. They take place about, let's, it's, I think it's about like 18 years apart. Um, but you read the Darth Vader part to understand the Star Wars part. Um, and so, yeah, Star Wars revisits Moncala there. It's very good. Again, technically a second order 66 happens. It's pretty intense. Um, lots of cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you want to find out more about where, where the Moncala go from here, uh, then there you go. Check out those in the description to get those comics. Very, uh, they're very, very good. Some of my favorite uh, in the series, uh, respectively. So, um, but yeah, um, they're just stuck in more war, basically. 
Lovely. That's that's basically Can't where it goes. It's it's peaceful wait. for a little while. I mean, the thing is, the Clone Wars. Every time there's peace, you know it's not going to be there for long when the Empire comes along. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bust the bubble, but <laughs> um, Ocean. yeah. What'd you think of these episodes, though? I love it. I love going underwater in Clone Wars because that means that Kit Fisto shows up. Exactly. Yes. Um, um, although I still have to reinforce what I said way back when we did the 2003, there's other water-faring Jedi that they could have included as well. Yes. Like, here's the thing. You know what? Anakin didn't even need to be there. Nope. Ahsoka needs to be there because it's Ahsoka. But Anakin didn't need to be there. Could have just had Kit Fisto. Could have given him some limelight. But no! Gotta have Skywalking Pretty Boy in every episode. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I love Kit Fisto, um, and there's other great Jedi that they probably could have included as well, but um, anytime Kit Fisto shows up, yeah, it's great. I love my smiley boy. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought it was really great, and it, you know, it can feel cheap to be like, oh, this is the water episodes, but, you know, I think they filled them out really well. At least it's not the water level on Donkey Kong. I wouldn't know, so... Um, and then you get great characters like R- Rift Tamsin, so yes, there you Riff go. Yes, Rift Tamsin. Yeah, there you go. Um, and you get terrible jokes like that, so. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry that I ran out of professions, like, halfway through. <laughs> Let us know what you think. That's what we really want to know. What did you think of these episodes? What did you think of what happened here? And who do you think would be the better tasting fish? Uh, let us know on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you follow and like us there so you can keep up to date with everything we've got going on with the show. Make sure you check out the links in the description for those Amazon deals and find out what happens next in the history of Moncala. Uh, head over to our Patreon page to see how you can support us in doing what we do uh, and get rewarded for it. Like Rebecca, thank you. You're awesome for your support. We appreciate you so much for what you do to help us do what we do. Uh, and with that, guys, we're signing off. I have been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been your herd mom, Megan. This has been the Water War of Moncala, and may the Force be with you. <laughs>